Ayo. Welcome back to Let's Talk 30. This episode is entitled Keep Your Noses Out of Our Uterus, Please and Thanks. <laughs> and as the title suggests, we will be talking about everything infertility within this episode. And we will be joined by Dr. John Barker later in the episode. So we're going to get into the heart of our topic. Yes. All right. So let me just put this here. Society dictates that our adult lives follow a specific formula. Move out, get a job, settle down with a partner, get married, have a baby, retire, and then die. This is so archaic, guys. And we are not all here to procreate and then die. Exactly. Yeah. So when you ask people this very probing question, when you can get a baby, it can cause stress and it can cause pressure on persons to reveal something that they may not want to reveal or it can bring up trauma. Either way, it's none of your business and you really should not ask people this question because it's a very nasty habit. Yes, so guys, definitely. how do y'all feel when people ask you? So when you can get children, <laughs> tell me. Who wants to start? I guess I I will start first because I don't find out nobody don't ask me that. Oh, no. you. what? No one does not ask me when I get children. Okay. So must my parents nice. don't. It must be nice. <laughs> you feel, you feel your parents do don't because, as you said, you said it last on the last episode, your mom had you at 40. So right, she would kind of be right. So yeah. they would be understanding of your process and just letting it happen. Exactly. Happens. Yeah, yeah. I think they know. Well, obviously, it's not like for y'all would think maybe it's too late to have kids after thirty. They are living proof that you can have kids after forty. So I feel like they don't. They think that I will get my life in like life together. I'm just enjoying what I'm doing now, working, traveling, and they don't pressure me. They never ask. Mm-hmm. My brother doesn't ask me either. So, I mean, my cousins, no one really don't wow. ask me anything. People can ask me when, you know, I can get married. Mm. But people don't ask me about having a child. Oh, so, must yeah. be nice. Must yeah, be. I'm probably the luckiest one. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, my parents don't ask me either. I mm. feel like they're very laid back and they just let me live my life. Um, I feel like most of those questions are from random People that should be asking exactly. you, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So your friend, like random friends or people? Not even friends. Is. Yeah, random people that just know me, know people my age. That you would yeah. Or know that I was in a long relationship. So it's like automatic. Like, oh, okay. you've been with this person for how many ever years? When would I get okay. children? Yeah. Or... Okay. Like, yes, why when I got children yet? Like, excuse me. Like, we are enjoying the part of our lives that we have right now. So, like, just chill. I was just mm-hmm. like, if you want to have children and let me babysit, I could do that for you. <laughs> and then, but another thing, too, is people always say children don't suffer. And that irritates me in such a way. Because it's like, yes, it's impossible to have everything together before you have a kid, mm-hmm. obviously. 
But I just feel like I want certain things in place. And if I feel like if I don't have them in place, no. And I don't want to go and have a kid and then be struggling. Like, that's my decision. And I feel like you judging me for that decision is a little unreasonable and inconsiderate. Because, I mean, everybody's situation is completely different. So it just irritates me, to be quite honest. Amongst other things that Beijing's just... (laughs) decide that they are so brazen in asking like Mm -hmm. people act like if it's not a thing you know and and then people act as though because i had this experience recently um somebody that went to primary school with me she has a child he's about nine now and i saw her and she was like well toya when you get a child i was like i really don't like when people ask me that so and then her response to me was like she was kind of taken about like I offended her. Like, oh, why you got girls? So she like, exactly. like, but like, so she doesn't say they wrote for questions. Right. You don't know, as everybody basically said, people's stories. Yeah. And I had a personal experience with pregnancy loss. So mm-hmm. I personally don't like to address it. I yeah. don't like people to ask me. And that is kind of frustrating, like getting people's response when they ask me. You know, I just give a kind of answer like but my thing my is time. if i were to say if you asked me that question and i was to say girl i had six miscarriages how would, would you, you feel, feel exactly. like what are you going You'd to be say like, to me yeah. about, like, like you can't believe yeah. it you understand what i'm saying so like stop asking people those questions because mm-hmm. you don't know what people are going what through go you don't know if people are trying and they cannot mm-hmm. like it's just very rude and inconsiderate yeah and it could really hurt people's feelings. And on top of that is because even when I've said to somebody, oh, um, that happened, I had a miscarriage, the response would be, oh, so when are you going to try again? Oh, wow. And even, when, even when I went through that process and, you know, the doctor said, you know, most women want to go again right after. And mm-hmm. I didn't feel that at the time. And I just felt like, why is it this expectation that, yeah. you know, it happens and then you have to try it again immediately after? I felt like, it was kind of society pressuring me. You too. And, yeah. you know, I just want people to know, like, it's okay if you don't want to go again. I feel yeah. like I didn't have an unhappy ending. I had an mm-hmm. ending of acceptance because this mm-hmm. happened like, in my, when I turned 30. And I just felt like it's not my time. Mm-hmm. And that's kind yeah. of how I approached it. So even though we're made to think, oh, you're 30, that happens, maybe you should go again immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay to take a step back and kind of rethink, okay, am I ready? Is this what I want? Yeah. It's up to you. So I, I really, it really bothers me when people ask this particular question. And most of the time, I don't even want to say, well, that happened. But it has happened because I've reached a point of frustration with certain people who just keep asking. Keep and asking. Can you say like, can you say this happened? And yeah. they're just like, well, oh. So you can try again. <laughs> well, that's people. So, yeah, they clearly exactly. just have no tap. Yeah, mm-hmm. they yeah. just exactly. they just don't have any tap. And people deal with things different ways. So sometimes you just need time to just sit back and you know process it. Maybe go to counseling or you know that is say, it. exactly. Yeah. So, so that would be my advice to you over thirties that you know are struggling with that kind of stuff, having had a miscarriage, and dealing with persons who are constantly on your case. Because unfortunately, yeah. we even have to sit and do these things. Like, so because one of the hardest things for me when I was going through that, you know, you don't want to tell anybody you're pregnant too early. Yeah. Then you're going through something when it actually happens, and you don't want to tell people that you're going through that. And yeah. 
even the process of going through that can be painful and then people don't even understand like why is she acting this way why is she different without even knowing so i just feel like we are just a very intrusive society yes and we need to cut it out because at any given time everybody is going through something however big however yeah. small so just stop it yeah <laughs> well said my business <laughs> yeah all right so we are now gonna have dr john barker joining us so that he can actually give us the what you will call it the he can answer some of our burning yeah. questions <laughs> <laughs> and correct some of these i know mis- these misconceptions the that people yeah. need to stop so yes he would address exactly. some situations for us and let right. people know that over 30 we're still good to have Maybe. <laughs> so, as we said earlier, we would have a guest joining us, and here we have Dr. John Barker, who is a consultant, obstetrician, and gynecologist trained in the UK. He currently works at JRB Medical Center, and his specialist interests include endometriosis, gynecological cancers, minimal access surgery, and emergency gynecology. Welcome, Welcome, Dr. Welcome, Dr. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. So we will start to hit you with some questions (laughs) (laughs) right off the bat. Uh Okay. So what are the risks associated with having a baby after 35? Um, 35 is one of the median ages. So they're not much risk unless you have like a predisposing condition and um, etc. Mm-hmm. However, like um, diabetes, high blood pressure, or like lupus, or anything like that. So that's where your pregnancy would be high risk. But usually, most thirty-five years year old females are actually high risk. Um, the issues will mainly start if you're over the age of forty, because likely you might have a chronic um, disorder like diabetes or high blood pressure. Um, the weight in terms of like BMIs and stuff are all across the board. But mainly because of the chronic diseases, having a baby over 40 would be an issue. And then sometimes getting pregnant after 40 mm-hmm. uh. is an issue rather than 35. Because most, okay. mo- most people in, 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 in those age groups actually um, have a good chance of getting pregnant. Okay. Most people in the 35 to 40 age group? Yeah, from, from <laughs> well, what I would say is from 20 to, to uh, 40 Say louder for the people in the back. Yeah. <laughs> we're fine. fine. Yeah. We're fine. As long as you're having regular periods and you have and you have to have regular intercourse, at least two to three times. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. You know, once we saw a patient that came for infertility treatment, and when you asked them how much time they're having sex, they said once a month. So. Wow. 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 Well, that would pose <laughs> an issue. Yeah, that would be an issue. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, is there anything that we could be doing to ensure that we are in tip-top shape as we navigate our 30s? Okay. But that is if we're thinking about having children on okay. the back end of 30. Oh, no, no, no problem. All right, <laughs> if, 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 if you're thinking again, pregnant is all about healthy lifestyle, so it's diet, exercise. Try and oh, keep geez. your... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to eat good and healthy. Uh, Oh, but good and healthy is back. relative, yeah. actually. But anyway, but diet, exercise, and, and yeah. the reason for that is that um, as long as you have a, a BMI less than thirty, yeah, 
uh, what uh, BMI is is a ratio between your height and your body weight. Mm-hmm. So as long as it's less than thirty, meaning that you're not obese, then you have a good chance of getting pregnant. <laughs> if 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 it is quite high, then what we do is try to get it down to thirty. And even if you're very slim, if it's less than nineteen, nineteen below, you will have a harder chance of getting pregnant as well. Okay. So between twenty to thirty is the is the, is the is ideal. Target? And what age, well, I guess you really said it before, what age would be the cause of concern in regards to, like, where we should really be scared? Well, not scared, it's just a matter of education and and talking to the patient to let them understand what could happen. Um, Everybody has the premonition that that everything is fine, but yeah, and, and they will, and they have set goals for their pregnancy and or labor. Mm-hmm. But you have to tell them well sometimes it might not go to plan the way how you want. Mm-hmm. So in relation to um, what I would tell people is that as long as you young, fit, healthy, as long as you don't have any predisposing conditions or anything like that, you should have a good chance of getting pregnant. And in relation to age and stuff, the once you get over forty. Uh, the issues would be like in terms of like stillbirths and stuff. Um, compared to a normal, well, a younger person, we like to deliver you at around forty weeks. We don't let it go over because oh. the risk of stillbirth at forty weeks and over forty is the same as uh, uh, at below forty at thirty nine weeks. You understand? Mm. So the risk of stillbirth is a bit higher in the over forties. Range. Uh, but sometimes, depending on what you might have in relation to diabetes, high blood, type, high blood pressure, etc., it might follow them a bit closely or closer because they might develop other conditions like preeclampsia and stuff. Okay. Yeah? But it's not a matter to say that if you're over 40, this is what will happen to yeah. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because every, every patient Everybody's is different. different. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's okay. there's been this common, well, I don't want to call it a misconception until you answer mm-hmm. about our ability to produce eggs mm-hmm. um, as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Can you let us know like what that process is in terms of, obviously it's not, as, as we get older, we might not be producing the same amount of eggs that we would have mm-hmm. been producing at 25. So how, how does that really work? Well, it's not a misconception. It's actually mm-hmm. true. The most eggs you have is when, you need be, uh, is when you're a baby or when you need mother because that because that's the most <laughs> eggs you have so what you get is atresia and what happens is that if you have like a hundred thousand eggs by the time you're born then like 25 percent goes and then as you get older you actually die off so when you get to 30 you're actually operating on much less eggs that um that you had when you were much younger like mm-hmm. 10 or 12 so, so um, that's why like the golden age is like between twenty to forty, because after forty is is, is much okay. much harder to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. If persons <laughs> have underlying issues, for example, PCOS and endometriosis, mm-hmm. and they yet um, they haven't had children as yet, mm-hmm. should they be worried? Um, or terms, what others would give them? All right, well, that's a good question. Um, in terms of endometriosis, because we do a lot of endometriosis, um, <laughs> if 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 the patient is trying to get pregnant and we think or suspect that they might have endometriosis, um, the medical treatment will stop you from getting pregnant because anything medical is hormonal. 
terms of in terms of the the hormones that we give you, or we can give you pain medication. But in terms of the hormone treatment, we'll stop you from getting pregnant. Um, so we would suggest you to have surgery. Once you get your surgery, uh, for argument's sake, it might involve your ovaries or tubes. So we try to remove it, excise it out, and then after that is the best thing for you to get pregnant. What is that clearly removing in the surgery? Right, the, um, well, when you have endometriosis, it is essentially like a lot of scar tissue and stuff. Mm-hmm. So so we would remove all the scar tissue, um, the, the actual endometriosis itself. Sometimes it affects the tubes as well. Mm-hmm. So if the if the scar tissue is um, involved in your tubes, we try and remove all the scar tissue to straighten out your tubes. And then what we do is a, a lap and die test, a tubal latency test, mm-hmm. to see if your tubes are normal after the surgery just to make sure that at least that's one thing that we know working mm-hmm. um but the, the but there there is a lot of endometriosis um usually it's about two in ten people if you got issues mm-hmm. with fertility it can be as high as 40 to 50 percent in terms of people with um, endometriosis so th- so that's why the endometriosis can be an important factor in your in the infertile couple mm-hmm. PCOS, um, the issue with that is that you don't get any ovulation. So as a result, we will have to give you medication to actually induce the eggs to actually start being formed. So we either give you clomiphene citrate and or um, uh, metformin, which is a diabetic drug. But usually we will tell you to, if, you're, uh, if your BMI is over 30, we try to get your weight down. So that's why the BMI, yeah, as you will see, everything is trying to get your BMI down. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. In terms of the surgery for the endometriosis, yes. is that something that you would recommend women do when they're trying or at that stage of training, or should they address that prior? Address prior. The, the reason being is that um, the delay in endometriosis is up to like five to ten years. And most people will come with what we call chronic pelvic pain. Some may get listened to, some may not. Um, the only way to diagnose it is if you have either a um, a transvaginal ultrasound, mm-hmm. which can show if you have the endometriosis on the ovary, which is called uh, mm-hmm. endometrioma. But the gold standard is to have keyhole surgery, which is a diagnostic laparoscopy. Mm-hmm. And at that time, once we know what it is, we treat it there, and then we try to stop it from coming back. So I would I would advise to get your surgery before, and then try and get pregnant and after. Okay, as, as soon, soon as after. Right. Understood. In regards to PCOS, I realize that it's becoming increasingly popular mm-hmm. and a lot of people saying that they basically didn't even know that they had it. Mm-hmm. So my question would be, like, what measures should we take to really, or at a certain age, should we then be looking into that, like, okay. checking to see if that's a possibility? Yeah. Um, in the pediatric adolescent group, PCOS is one of the most common causes for not getting your period for the onset. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they got other congenital abnormalities and stuff, mm-hmm. but PCOS is up there in the top five, right? So that can be diagnosed like, as early as 14, 15, and stuff. Wow. Yeah? Um, in relation to going on later in life, you can either, well, we, we do it via three, three criteria. So you either have irregular periods, symptoms of androgen excess, which is like acne, oily skin, hair on your chin or hair below your navel and stuff. So that's symptoms of androgen excess. If you do a blood test and it has increased testosterone, then that is one of the 
criteria with the androgen excess. So you might have normal features, everything, but your testosterone elevated. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you must have um, polycystic ovaries. But in terms of diagnosing it, you got to have two out of the three characteristics. So either ultrasound evidence, symptoms of androgen excess, or infertility, or irregular periods. So you got about two out of the three. Okay. I didn't know the, why. Oh, sorry, uh, the, the, the only bummer is, is that sometimes it might have two, <coughs> excuse me, but then the ultrasound is normal. Oh. Yeah, so <coughs> that would give you a bit of headaches. Okay. So if, if the ultrasound is normal, what does that mean? Oh, no, no. You, you still have it because you have two OT3. Mm-hmm. It's just like for some people. If the ultrasound, yeah. <coughs> I don't know why I always thought like a reduced sex drive was one of the. Um, Symptoms of PCOS is that um, true? Because I feel like that's something that women in their thirties would more identify as the cause of something is wrong. Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah. Um, well, when you are investigating people who are trying to get pregnant, uh, loss of libido and stuff is a prime uh, candidate. The reason for this is stress. Because it's a thing they can't get pregnant. They're trying to get pregnant. Try every two, three times a week. You know, they're getting pregnant. So what what we suggest and is in the guidelines um, that they get counseling, right? Either before during, and uh, but most people wants to get in fertility treatment. Eighty percent of them will get pregnant in the first year, and up to ninety percent in the second year. Right? Oh, wow. That's a great so, yeah, yeah. yeah. And most people. If they are going to get pregnant, will get pregnant while they're being investigated. But they will need psychological support. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's why like, when we when I set up our clinic, I made sure that, well, we had a psychologist, counseling psychologist in-house. So if you got any issues, you just go next door. Because that's half the battle. The mental yeah. battle is always half the battle. Where is yeah. your clinic located? Is there a is, uh, particular... Wait, one sec, Connie. It's in Belleville, Time for Avenue, Belleville, and it's Jarby Medical Center. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. You could go ahead. Is there a particular age that you should come off the pill? Because I know there are some people who are worried, like, you know, you're on the pill for 10 years, 20 years, and some people say that there's a risk of being on the pill so long, and that can affect your chances of getting pregnant. Is that true? Or is that um, something? Not per se. But, but, but the, the main reason why you're on the pill is to prevent pregnancy. Uh-huh. So <laughs> once you then decide you want to get pregnant, because um, got different levels of contraception. So they got like your the long acting reversibles, which should be like depo inferior. You got your marina cord, or you got your copper teeth, mm-hmm. right? Or you got your oral contraceptive pill, which could be combined or not. If you're on the pill for a long time, um, usually when you stop, we give you up to six months to get back your periods and stuff. Because you got to understand that the hormones suppress all your different hormones. The pills suppress all your hormones. Mm-hmm. So once you take that out, if you're lucky, within the next cycle, you get back your, your periods. However, some people can take up to six months or a year to get back. So usually if you don't get back your period within six months, we will investigate you to see if there's something else causing it because it can be the suppression from the pill or you mm-hmm. can have another disorder something that's else. stopping you from getting yeah, it. Okay. six months mark. Yeah. Yeah. So it usually get six months. Okay. 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 Um, one final question for me. <laughs> your time. Um, what are your thoughts on alternative? I, I know you mentioned um, infertility treatment mm-hmm. as well, but how do you feel about freezing eggs and what would be the ideal 
the ideal age where you think we should start this process? If, if we're thinking that, you know, it might not happen by 40 and we want to do it in our 40s, would you recommend freezing eggs? And at, at what age would you start that process? Well, it all depends on the person. But around 35 is fine. Around 30, up to 35? <laughs> well, I would say around up to 35 is, is fine. But the, the, the younger you are, the better quality of the eggs. And then, like, for argument's sake, if you're trying to get pregnant and you're, like, over 40 and you got to go for IVF, they will tell you that you need donor eggs. Really? Oh. Yeah, but because the quality of the eggs yeah. over 41, 42 are not as good as a younger person's eggs. 35, wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's just that over 40... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But like, actually start the process of freezing eggs at 35. Yeah, but the, yeah. The, 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 but I would advise in terms of freezing eggs, you have to speak to the infertility specialist because I'm not sure if you freeze eggs here or, or what. So I'm not exactly 100% sure. Okay. But you have to talk to your fertility specialist, egg oh. specialist. Okay. All right. So you guys have any more questions, questions? Um, I think he covered my most yeah, yeah. If, if he has anything else he, he wants to share with us because our thing was you know once you reach that 30 year old mark people are always on your case Definitely. and no, that's a they bit use science to challenge you on it yeah, as yeah. if you're not going to be able to do it if you keep taking this long so we just yeah. wanted to really have you on to correct a lot of those misconceptions yeah. and I think um, that information was really good what you will find is that your family gives you a lot of pressure to get pregnant. And if you're not getting yeah, pregnant, they might not even understand that you may got an issue like endometriosis yes. or some of the issues yeah. going on. Yeah. So actually, they not may mean well, but they're actually <laughs> working against you. Yeah. So just tell the public why they should not ask people when they're going to get a baby. It's a bit embarrassing, and it puts you on the spot. Um, sometimes it can be seen as insulting, but it all depends on the person. Some people might laugh it off, some people might be extremely offended, or some people may actually be actually quite deeply hurt because everyone yes. has a story. That's the one. Is it traumatic? And it's something that's personal as well. We might not know the story. Exactly. Yeah. So can y'all keep your... Noses. No. Out of our uterus. Out of our uterus. Well, thank you so much no for problem. joining us. No thank you. Thank you. It was very Definitely awesome. Very cool. Great. So, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to another episode of Let's Talk 30. <laughs> I really do hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alright, so you can actually find us on all the podcast platforms. We are on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and you can follow us on IG at Let's Talk 30.bb. Always remember, life is too short to live counting the years. So if you're on your journey to or through 30, enjoy, enjoy the ride! <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. Bye.